thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. This is David Perkins, and we're so glad that you're listening. Hey, if you're a part of our family meeting online or in person, we want to encourage you to get connected at Radiant Church KC across all social media platforms. God is doing something incredible in Kansas City, and we love connecting with you, whether it's through our app or even through all the content available on our YouTube page. Hey, our prayer is that God uses this message to change your life and that you could become a dynamic disciple of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this message. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. It's great to see you. Uh, kids, you in the room? Yeah, let me hear you kids. Scream at me. Let me hear you. Kids, are you here? Okay, good. All right. All right. People, people over 11, are you here? <laughs> some of you did some math right there. I don't know. Um, hey, it's great to see all of you. Thanks so much for being here today. Uh, a couple things. Um, one is, I just want to highlight what Pastor Nathan talked about a moment ago, and that is uh, we'll begin our 21 days of prayer on January 9th. And so next Sunday, we'll also start a new series. Uh, well, we'll be talking about the Lord's Prayer, and that'll be a great time. Uh, but specifically, I wanted to encourage you on a couple things. Um, as we begin that, we'll do each night a prayer meeting from 6.30 to 7.30 in the warehouse. So that'll be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then Saturday mornings will be uh, at the warehouse at 9 a.m. All the prayer meetings will be one hour. And I want to invite you to, to, to come join us. All of them will be online as well. And if you'd be willing to just come to one prayer meeting, that would be a big win. Um, we put them in the evening so that uh, typically as we are in our small group season, um, that's a moment for you to connect with people and form uh, discipleship. This prayer season, I'd like to invite you to take one meeting during your week and just come to the prayer meeting. So um, if any of those work in your schedule, be great. Um, if they don't work, then maybe you could even join online. And just join, try to join at least one prayer meeting online. Um, but that's going to be a powerful season for us. We're going to go into 21 days of prayer and fasting. So in addition to the prayer time, I want to encourage you to take a step on your spiritual journey in the area of fasting. And so um, for us, this is how we begin every year as a church. And my, one of the things that uh, I was surprised by um, in my college years was the privilege of fasting. And for many people, fasting is new. But I want to invite you to take one step in uh, fasting something. So you, you could consider a whole fast. That's, and that, that would be something like fasting food. And that's significant. You could do a partial fast. So um, you could say for that season, there's, there's some form of food that I'm going to withdraw from. And I'm going to forego that kind of food. You could do another one like entertainment. Um, you could do something. One of, the, one of the best things that you could do is if there's something that you already spend time doing that you could forego for that season to create more time to pray, that'd be significant. So in years past, we've had people that gave up social media. And as simple as that is, uh, that opened up space, opened up time to pray. And so that could be selecting one meal, for example, um, maybe, maybe you forego breakfast and that's a, a first step for you. I, I want to invite you to not feel like a, a, a legalistic, scared kind of, uh, man, nervousness about it. Just let this be a conversation between you and the Lord and just, just ask the Lord what he might invite you to do and let it be between you and God. 
I do want to encourage you not to have a whole lot of conversation about it with other people because it, I, my, my dream is that it's just, it's something that's just between you and Jesus. And, um, so let that be something that you take a step in and, uh, pray about it and then jump all in 21 days of prayer so that you've got the fast going and then hopefully you'll jump in in some of these prayer meetings. I think it'll be a powerful time. It has been. We've done this every year since we started. And uh, so we had a powerful time in 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. And here we go, 23. All right, if you have your Bibles, let's go Acts chapter one today. Here's where we're going. We'll start that new series next week. But I want to just kind of be an encourager, cheerleader today on the 21 days of prayer. So my whole message today is designed to encourage you, equip you, and invite you to go full steam in the 21 days of prayer. So it's easy to think, Maybe I'll jump in, kind of put a foot in the water, maybe, maybe a little bit. I want to invite you to go deep end, all in, 21 days of prayer. And I, and I want to just encourage you on some of the surprises that I found. I'm going to be specific today and tell you, it's kind of got a testimony vibe in the message today. So I want to tell you some of the things that surprised me in a 23-day prayer journey when, when my family was praying for my dad. And so... There is a season, many of you know about it, where, where we were day after day praying. My family was praying. Our church family was praying. And many people around the country and the world were praying. But I found in my own life um, some surprise blessings. Like I didn't know that they were there. I mean, I knew, but they shocked me how real they were in the intensity of that prayer season. So this is... This is testimony meets sermon meets prayer rally today, all right? So let's, let's, let me pray, and then we'll go Acts 1. Father, we love you. and Jesus, it is, it's the great delight of our lives to follow you. So it's not a box that we check, and it's not a category of being a good person. Our allegiance is to you. So when we sing these songs about you, and when we gather on the first day of the year, we just align our hearts today with you. We ask Holy Spirit, come and would you cause the word of God to come alive in our hearts? Give us fresh eyes and fresh hearts to hear it, to know it, to apply it to our lives. We honor you and we love you. And everybody said amen. amen. John Wesley uh, said, prayer is where the action is. And if you look at our culture, I think our culture says just about everything other than prayer is where the action is. I think that you and I are constantly tempted to believe the lie that really entertainment is where the action is. Or maybe recreation is where the action is. Maybe sports. Maybe the pursuit of wealth. Maybe the pursuit of security. Almost anything other than prayer is where the action is. And I want to just go after today that I felt like the Lord gave me just fresh delight with believing that prayer is where the action is in the season where we were praying for my dad. But if you look at Acts, I think the early church believed prayer was where the action is. That's the title of my message, prayer is where the action is. Look at this. Let's just look at a few verses how, you, how when we look at prayer in Acts, just right at the beginning, there's a whole lot of it going on. Acts chapter 1, verse 14. They all join together constantly. Say constantly. Okay, come on, kids. Your parents are doing poorly. They don't know how to scream, but you do. I was with kids and teenagers for 20 years, and I know you know how to scream. So kids, here's what I'm gonna say. When I say the word constantly, will you scream back to me constantly? Constantly. constantly. Let's give it up for the kids, everybody. All right, there it is. 
They all joined constantly together in prayer. Acts 1.24, then they prayed. So they're making a decision, and they prayed. Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So they were devoted to it. Four things listed. Prayer is one of them. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. So gathering multiple times to pray in the temple. Acts 4.24, when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. One more, Acts 4.31, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. Just, just want you to see it. And I figured something that you believe, and I want to invite you to the joy of going all in in these 21 days of prayer. We see this idea of constant prayer gatherings in Acts. In fact, we find Paul consistently inviting people to pray. And, and he's not doing it um, to kind of say, be a good person and pray. He's believing that those prayers actually make a difference. So he's saying at the end of Ephesians, you know, he's pray also for me. That whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me that I might fearlessly make known the gospel. Here's the preacher. Here's Paul. What he does is a, a preacher and he's mobilizing prayer. Why? Because he believes it actually matters. So we, do, uh, we don't just pray, but we begin with prayer. We don't do less than prayer. And so I want to invite you to just go in with us. So yes, I am a cheerleader for prayer meetings today. That is my goal. Um, we spent 23 nights uh, as a family praying for my dad. Dad went in the hospital, and a friend said, why don't we gather on Zoom? So some friends and family gathered on Zoom, and then uh, we gathered and we prayed one night, two nights, three nights. It became 23 nights. And, and, and really the aim, there was, there was no devotional aim. There was no real friendship aim. There was strictly targeted at a goal. Oh, God, break in. That was the actual reason. That was why. I mean, we were asking God to heal my dad. But in addition, and you know the end of the story to the healing, there were some other surprise benefits. You know, C.S. Lewis says, surprise by joy. I would say, I was surprised by a few things. The first one was, I was, I was surprised by a fresh friendship with God. So I want to say that uh, prayer is where the friendship is. James 4, 8, draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. The goal of our, the goal of our prayer time was God heal dad. And I'll never forget the moment, leading online, got the 2020 dynamic going on, and I'm, I'm leading you guys in a prayer meeting on a Wednesday night, and it was me, a couple musicians, a camera, and it was the, uh, the last night, the, it was the Wednesday night before my dad was healed. Jim, it was, the, it, was the, it was the night before we had breakfast or coffee. It was that night, and, and I'll, I'll never forget, um, I'm sorry, I'll never forget, um, standing there, and the journey that I'd been on. Um, and, and just like you've been on, wrestling. God, where are you? God, why? God. And, and, and you've got all of the ideas about 
his goodness and all the ideas about free will and, and sin in the world and if you are good and why and what's human decision and what, all those intellectual wrestlings going on and how do I interpret this and, and, and did we pray enough and w- w- would there be more if we had prayed more and would there, does, does it matter? Is this God's sovereignty? I just remember wrestling with all those ideas. And yet, I remember that night um, when, when it was dire, when, when I was almost, I mean, I felt like I'd, I'd cried every tear. Um, but I remember, I remember driving home that night from the prayer meeting, and I'd led, and, and, and that, that prayer time, it was, sometimes you lead a prayer meeting, and it's challenging, and sometimes you lead, and it's just like a river. It's just, and I remember that night was a river. That night was just, I trust you. I love you. I believe. And I, I remember in the, that challenging season, feeling so close to God. And I remember driving home that night. And so it was like the prayer meeting after the prayer meeting, because just God and I, I'm just praying in my car and, and, and just just feeling like a friend of God. It was at the height of my pain and dis- really, really my disappointment. I would almost say it that way. I didn't have anger. I had sadness, a disappointment. And I'm trying to hold on to faith. And I'll just, I just remember that. And, and, and I, look at, I look at Moses and you see Exodus 32 where Moses and he's, he's coming before God and he's like, God, these are your people. And he's praying, God, don't smite them. And he's this intercessor in Exodus 32. And then in Exodus 33, he's the friend. Show me your glory. And here's my thesis on this. In the midst of the persevering prayer, in the midst of the persistent prayer, in the midst of going into a prayer season where you're intentionally praying for one thing, the intercessors end up intimate friends of God. It's, so, so you begin and you're like, God, I'm, I'm believing for it. Let's say in these 21 days, you're gonna pray with us and you're gonna pray, God, be at work in Kansas City. God, would you have your way in the next generation. God, we ask, Lord Jesus, and you're, maybe you're praying specifically for a lost friend to come to know Christ. Maybe you're praying for a family member. So you've got a, you've got a goal. You've got a, gonna pray persistently with an aim, with a goal. And in the midst of the season, you, you wake up surprised, going, oh, I feel close to God. God, you've been faithful. You're good. And I just wanna encourage you, um, Maybe some of you think, I've got too many intellectual knots about how the goodness of God and the sovereignty of God and how God uses the prayers of the saints, how they all work together. Give yourself 21 days of actually coming before God every day. And, and your intellectual confidence decreases. And your hope and confidence in his omniscience and his omnipotence increases. And you end up more like a child saying, you are good. You are good. And I trust you. 
and you end up with this friendship with God that's closer. So I would say that prayer's where the friendship is. Persistent prayer. Giving yourself and to prayer and believing God. Um, I, 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 was, I, I love the idea of um, not just friendship, but camaraderie as well. My, my sister-in-law said it this way, and it was really, this is so insightful. We saw the miracle at the end, and, but, but you got to remember, we've been uh, praying every single day, so you see each other's faces every day. And um, she said, Dan's wife, she, her name's Amy, and she said, um, she said, I'm so thankful for the miracle of God healing dad. And at the same time, she said, I miss praying with you guys every day. And she said, I feel like I've been to battle with each of you and I miss the relationships. So I was thinking about that because that's true too. And I think, you know, in our culture, you, you, you kind of enjoy forming friendship around something. You enjoy the table where you, where you feast on something. And all of us love friendship. We all love community. It's a, it's a longing. You actually, it's a, it's a biblical longing. How you fill it is different. One of the things I want to just encourage you is this. You could be not just surprised that prayer's where the friendship is, but also um, prayer is where the camaraderie is. And I'm not saying it's the only place, but it is a place. I, I, and, and that's what Amy was saying. She was saying, I, 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 we've, we've grown so close together, believing in something, asking God for something, uniting around something that matters. So, I've sat, I've sat in football stadiums and hugged strangers <laughs> because uh, we went in a battle together that really I'm just watching. I mean, I'm not participating other than the colors I'm wearing or I'm screaming that nobody can tell. Nobody knows me. But anyway, you still hug and embrace it for a moment. But something that's even far better than that um, is what lasts for eternity. And so here's, here's the context of the prayer meeting. You come together, you're asking God to be at work in a way that he wants to work. And then God breaks in. You're praying for people in the room to be healed. You're praying for people that are not in the room to be healed. You're, you're, you're praying and asking God for the people that are praying for their prodigal children to give their lives to Christ. You're, 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 and then you, you get reports back of needs, salvation, God at work, people that are praying for other people in their spheres of influence. And, and there develops this relation, these relationships, this camaraderie that is um, far more than, um, than what it means to just gather around a hobby. And, and friendships are great. I love the friendships that say, hey, uh, we've got barbecue in common, so let's you know, smoke some barbecue together. That's great. We actually built small groups around that idea. Uh, we like basketball. Let's, let's, we like play basketball. So we have friendship around that. Those are great things. And I want to tell you this. When you develop this camaraderie of going to war together, when, when you have a, a bunch of men who, men, early days, early days, it was playing ball together, but then it's praying and crying out for each other's children to walk with God or for their marriage to be strong, or for their friend to come to know Jesus. All of a sudden, 
the NBA starts to pale in comparison. All of a sudden, those friendships, so choosing to invest my time, see, here's, here's what you're going to do. You're going to have a choice, Netflix or prayer meeting. You're going to have a choice, NBA or prayer meeting. You're going to have a choice. Do I get up early and go? Do I, if, I, if I go to the prayer meeting tonight, I'll have to say no to this. And it's choices over and over again. And all I'm doing is just kind of like a cheerleader battering ram coming, coming in again. I want to invite you. Keep your goal on this is what Christ has called us to. And I want to give you there's some surprises along the way. I just, want, I just want you to know you'll be surprised. You go all in. We're praying as a church. What are we praying for? Man, we're praying for that the lost would come to know Jesus. Man, we're praying that those who are saved would become disciples. Man, we're praying that the disciples that follow Jesus, man, they get empowered, filled with the Holy Spirit. We're, we're, we're praying that those empowered people would make a difference and be a witness in the city. We're praying for our sin. And in the midst of you praying, oh God, have your way. You'll be surprised. You'll draw a little closer to God. You'll be surprised how you'll develop some comrades, some relationships where you look at them and you go, oh, you too? Oh, that's what you care about too? And so I just want to invite you to begin to think about and pray about what would it look like for you to jump all in and jump all in in some of these prayer meetings. And then, of course, the third one was just the fun, the delight. Sometimes you see miracles. Sometimes you're just surprised by the power of God. Now, I've, I, I've prayed for so many things where I believed and it didn't play out like I had hoped. In fact, this week, just refreshed by um, the knowledge of some people that I'm believing that they'll come to know Jesus. And when I look at their social media, I know I got to keep on praying, brother. I mean, like, whew, we're a long way to go. And that's painful. That's challenging. And you have, you have prayers like that too. You have prayers where you've prayed and the temptation is to cease, is to give up. It's interesting, Jesus said in Luke 18 to always pray and not give up because he knew the temptation is to always give up. We're, we're tempted not to have our primary conviction about prayer be based upon who our God is, but based upon our own experience. And when it's about our own experience, then we're tempted to always give up. Because then we're always kind of replacing and making ourselves as the one who we think is ultimately omniscient and omnipotent, when in reality, it's not you. You're peewee, he's God. And so it's our role like a child. Oh, I, don't, I am not a child. I, I, I can read the internet and I have a degree. And God goes, compared to infinite knowledge, compared to the one who just, Job says, he just breathes and creates the heavens and the earth. You have a fraction of knowledge. You have so little strength and power. The best way is to come like a child. That's the way Jesus talked about prayer. Coming like a child and saying, father, supplier, defender, father, come and ask like a child. But there's moments where you see the power of God. I just love the moment in Acts 3 where Peter and John say, silver and gold we do not have, but what we have in the name of Jesus. <sighs> Miracle. And every once in a while, God does a supernatural miracle that you go, no way. God did that. Oh. Surprised by power. Surprised by the power of God. Prayer is where the power is. 
So the people that pray see more miracles than those who don't pray. Prayer's where the action is. I'm just telling you, God loves to be at work around a praying people. So there are times where we feel like we've, man, it's, it's popping. And I, I was saying earlier last month, I just feel like we're in a fresh season. Well, I'm not sure all the, all the reasons and all the ways, but God's at work. Where it just feels like I feel like I'm, I'm hearing and seeing in my own life and in, from you, just moments of that, that there's no way to interpret other than it's just miraculous. But it's the people that pray that get a front seat to God at work in the world. You know how boring it is to live where the, the only seat, the only seat you have is what you can produce and your strength. I mean, some of you are pretty strong, some of you are pretty smart, some of you are pretty talented, some of you are pretty gifted, but ultimately compared to being someone who walks with God and sees God at work in the world, they become the ones that are wide-eyed. Wow. Like I've had some pretty decent seats in my life, right? I don't, I've, had, I've sat at, a, I mean, most of the, most of the seats in football stadiums were preseason, so not that good of seats, but anyway, sorry. Uh, but, but I've had some good seats. I, I, I had a seat on an, uh, an open skiff, a boat. I didn't know that word until I was in Alaska. But in, 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 in the fishermen that took us out there, there was a whale over here, and the fishermen got scared. And when the fishermen's scared, you know, oh, we live in now. Like, this, is, this has got some adventure to it, right? I, 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 I've had, where, I, I've had a, a seat on a little tiny bus in Africa where there's elephants just outside the door and you're just like, oh God, oh God, oh God, this is awesome. This is scary. This is great. I don't know. Uh, that, but that's, that, that's, those are good seats. I, I, I've, had, I've, had, I've had a cool seat in a helicopter where I got to see beautiful views. That's kind of cool. The greatest seat I've ever had is to see God at work in the world where you go, no one can talk me out of the fact God is at work right there. People that pray, others will look at them and say, coincidence. And of course, the old phrase, it's those that pray that see the most coincidences. And they just go, you can't talk me out of it. God at work, God saved, God restored, God healed, God at work. It's a better seat than half court. Better seat than in a box somewhere. Better seat than 50-yard line. Better seat than 30,000 feet up. You, 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 can't, you can't buy a seat like that. And I'm just telling you, there's a great invitation. There's lots of them, and you don't need 21 days of prayer for this. But as a church, we're going all in in 21 days of prayer and asking God, come, have your way. Watchman Nee said, Satan's strategy is to put everything related to the Lord before prayer and make prayer the least important matter. Martin Luther King Jr. said, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Oswald Chambers said, prayer does not fit us for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work. So this is laboring in the spiritual realm. This is what we're going to give ourselves to. We're going to just go all in and it's January 1, and our prayer meetings are going to start a week from tomorrow, January 9th. 
And I wanna invite you to just go all in. And, and, and even take this next week to be prayerful. And I invite you to be prayerful on three things. One, I'd love for you to be prayerful about God, give me a burden. And, and that might be new language for some of you, but what's the burden that God wants you to carry? Here's what I mean. Sometimes people, it, the, 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 what happened for us in the 23 days for dad, we had a burden. God, let him live. That's the burden. And if you go around different places around the world, they all have burdens. Their lives are so challenging that typically the complexity and the difficulty of their life creates the burden. But in America, one of the challenges that many of us have is your food is right, your transportation's right, your job is right, and it's easy to be absent of life with God because you've replaced God with all your comforts. But God invites you when you live in a place like this to voluntarily get a burden. God, you care that there would be children in this city that know God. You care about the unreached coming to know you. You care for the poor, the hurting, the orphan, the widow. You care about marriages restored. You care about a specific person. So if you'll go, what is the burden, God? What's on your heart? Put it in my heart. Download it into me. God, give me the burden. I want to invite you to ask God for a burden. What you'll find is you'll start to pray God's heart. Even if not, it's not necessarily emotional right now. But it's like in time, the praying person starts to experience God's heart. The transformation of the heart starts to happen. And the person who's got a callous heart, they're just cruising along, doing their deal, and they don't care. They don't care. And no one says they don't care. But, but ultimately, they care mostly about self. But in the place of prayer, you start to be specific. God will give you his heart. And you, start, you will be surprised how in 21 prayer meetings, you go 21 prayer meetings, I'm to, I'm, what I am saying is that you might not even possess that burden today at all. But if you'll go 21 days and say, God, give me your heart, and you'll start to pray for it, my guess is that, I, is that after 21 days, you'll be surprised how you start to care more like he cares. So ask God for a burden in this next week. This is homework. God, give me a burden. Second is I want to invite you to ask God, what could I fast? What would it look like? And, and, and just take a, take a step in fasting. Um, I did a message a couple years ago um, where I said, fasting is my frenemy. <laughs> that was the title. Because fasting is your friend, but fasting is painful. It's your enemy. And you carry both of them at the same time. Because your spirit soars, but your flesh is craving. So it's, it's, choosing, it's, it's choosing spirit. It's choosing, God, I voluntarily choose to forego this legitimate feast, this legitimate pleasure, this le nothing necessarily sinful or wrong about it. No, and many times we're fasting very, very good things for something better. 
So I want to invite you, one, and you just write it out even. Here's, here's the burden. Here's what I'm praying for. And you might have seven things. That's great. You can have seven burdens. But, 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 but shoot, just verbalize it to God. And then second, what's, what, what am I going to fast? Maybe just strictly, I'm going to go all out on socials, all out on any form of entertainment screen. If the statistics are right about Americans, we'll have a prayer revival if you guys all do that. Because the amount of people that play games and are on social media and, are, and watch stream movies on screens right now, just according to data, is just insane. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's like, okay, for work or college or school, yeah, I'll use the screen. But other than that, boom, I'm focused in. That would be, that would create space. But I invite you to think about the burden, the fast. And then I'd like to invite you just to even make a plan about a prayer meeting. Now, in, this, in, in the fall, we do 21 days of prayer where it's all focused on your own relationship with God. This is a form of intercessory prayer that we're starting off this new year, 2023. And I'd like to encourage you, even if it's just jumping online for a, a prayer meeting, or if you engage with us mostly on, online, maybe that's the best way for you. In the room, online, but jump in with a prayer meeting. And so what I am believing God for is that the end of the season, we will we'll have these, all these different things that we've been praying for. The specific thing that you're praying for, you're praying for the friend to come to know Jesus. You're praying for the family, every single one of your kids to walk with God. You're praying for the marriage to be restored. You're praying for that person to be healed or whatever all, all the different burdens are. And what I believe will happen is that you'll, on the other side of it, you'll be shocked and wake up and go, whew, prayer's where the friendship is. Man, I, I, was, I, was, I was praying because I was needing a miracle for my dad. But I haven't, haven't had tears like that and trusting God like that in a long time. Oh, I was praying for a miracle for my dad, but my family actually has never been so close. The relationships, the camaraderie, the setting down of all of our own agendas. And then for me, like a tidal wave. And then God, surprise, miracle in motion. Did it again. He's the miracle worker. And so I know this is silly, but this is the way that I say it. And I'm just going to keep saying it because this is the easiest way. That sometimes I'm still 12 in my head, but kids, maybe you can join me with me on this one. Any of you kids, do you ever have one of those Jack in the boxes, you know what I'm talking about? Like the ba 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 da 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 da. Every, every, do they still have those? Or is that just like the 1950s? Like, it's like, it's like, it's set to music. Da 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 That's how mine went. Mine went to Pop Goes the Weasel. I don't know. Maybe they don't all go to that, but that's how mine worked. Ba 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 ba. And that's how mine was. And here's the thing about that is that you never know when you're going to get the pop. It's, it's, it's that, that's the whole point of it. But that, pow! Right? Surprise. Shock. Right? And then other times it's a little bit faster. To pow! There it is. It's faster. Other times it takes a long time. But that, pow! Oh, you thought I was going to go long, but I didn't. But pow! Right? You never know. Listen, in my prayer journey, that's how the miracles are. 
That's how the tears are. Sometimes it's just quick. Pow, ah. And other times it's years. And you're tempted to give up. You're tempted to grow weary. But I want to invite you. Don't give up on the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Because people that give up on the da 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 they never get the pop. They don't see the pop like the people that just say, in secret, in a public prayer meeting, or maybe even in heaven. Maybe even one day. There will be a day where we will say, Revelation, hallelujah, the Lord God omnipotent reigns. And you will not look back at human history and go, those prayers were wasted. You'll look back at every prayer and goes, ay, 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 ay. God, you're a miracle working God. You are who you said. You use the prayers of the saints and God will say, yeah, I told you. Well, yeah, but God, I gave up on prayer because I didn't see enough of the pop. And he'll say, I didn't tell you to understand prayer. I told you to do it and to trust me like a child. So we just give ourselves 60, 70, 80, 90 years. And your role is to be a people that pray. Amen. Amen. I want to invite my family to come up and uh, we're going to conclude today taking communion as we begin our new year. Our family um, started this process. Uh, when we started the church, we started, we started the, it, was, it was new for us to gather on. Um, Justin, you want to come over here by me? Thanks, pal. Uh, you got a microphone? Um, it, it was new for. Oh, for us to do church every Sunday um, where it was portable. And, and it was such a fun season, um, but it was early, early mornings on Sunday. And we, would, we were like really, really tired on Sunday nights. And so we started just taking some time on Saturday night as a family to just, sorry, I don't know, this is so fun. Sorry. Uh, take communion together on Saturday nights before um, we did church together on Sundays. And um, now they're old. They're like, I mean, old people. It's like 12 and they're starting to grow up. Um, sorry, I did that. Uh, but I just thought it'd be fun just um, to have them up here. And, and uh, as we begin as a church family this new year to partake of communion together, so I'm going to lead, um, it's not Saturday night, but I'm going to lead all of us uh, just as a church family. And then we'll, um, we'll pray. And then we'll take the offering and then we'll go. So um, we read that Jesus looked at his disciples. He told them, to do this in remembrance of me. Of course, he sat with his disciples in a time where families were gathering. And in a sense, it was the formation of a new family as he sat with his disciples. And at Passover, where they would take the lamb. And yet Jesus looks at them and there's no lamb. 
So this is a new feast. And he tells them, it's a new day. And behold, the lamb takes away the sin of the world. It's about to go to a cross. And he tells us to do this, to remember him. I think like, who knows all the challenges and cultures across the world over the last couple thousand years, what all of them look like. And we know the challenges in our culture. And we live in a, in a land filled with abundance, and yet how easy it is for us to not remember Christ. How to live just busy doing so many other things. And yet, every time we do this, it's our moment to stop. And we remember past Jesus going to the cross for us. Present, right here. Right now, communing with God. Right now. He's our Savior right now. And we're also looking forward to the future. Wedding supper of the Lamb. We will be with Jesus forever and ever. So, I want to invite you. Jesus, we love you. We thank you as we begin a new year for all that you did in 2022. It's our year of pioneering. And I ask, Lord Jesus, that this would be a year of your presence like we've never known. We thank you today for the body that was broken for us. Take and eat. Jesus, we thank you for the blood that was shed for us. We thank you for voluntarily going to a cross in our place for our sin. There's power in your blood. Go ahead and take the cup. Jesus, we ask that as we go into this new year, that you would be the center of our lives. We ask that we would be transformed, that we would stay close, that we would remember Christ. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name. If you're in the room or you're online, and maybe today um, you want to begin a new journey. The good news is, is that no matter how messed up, broken, confused, hurt, addicted, feeling like your life is a waste, no matter what tragedy you're in, um, Jesus went to a cross for you. And your next step, if you say, I want to be a follower of Jesus, to give your life. He's already gone to the cross for you. There is an avenue, a way for you to have new life in Christ. If that's you today and you want to begin that journey with Jesus, I want to lead you in a prayer. And 
I always say this. This is just a first step. This is not like, I'll pray this prayer now. My soul's saved in the vault of heaven. I don't do anything again. No, no, no. You're beginning the journey as a disciple of Christ, which is the delight of your life. But, but you got to take a step and begin that journey. So if you want to begin that journey as a follower of Christ, I invite you to just start by praying this prayer. Jesus, save me. Give me a fresh start, new life in you. Thank you for dying for me. I give you my yes. Save me. Make me different. I want to be like you. Give you my life. I surrender. Be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer online or in the room, we'd love to go on the journey with you. And I would encourage you, let us know. Either in a moment when we have the prayer team down front or let us know on the connection card or online that you made a decision to follow Jesus. Let's all stand together. We're gonna take the offering together. And um, I've asked my son Dawson to just lead us in the offering prayer. And then we'll sing one last song together before we go. Well, Jesus, we love you. And Holy Spirit, we ask God that we would be a people of prayer. We ask Holy Spirit, even like your disciples approached you and said, teach us how to pray. Jesus, we ask that you would teach us how to pray. Jesus, that we would be a people that love the presence of God, that delight in being where you are. Jesus, we ask God that we would be a burdened people. Jesus, even right now, we give you permission to break our hearts for the things that your heart breaks for. We ask Holy Spirit that we would be people that care like you care. Jesus, if it hurts you, then would it hurt us? And Jesus, I ask Holy Spirit that in these 21 days of prayer, there would be a tangible difference in Kansas City because we decided to be a people of prayer. Because we decided that yes, Jesus is worth it. And so I'm going to voluntarily spend my time and spend my energy and my resources giving to prayer. Jesus, we delight in you. We ask Holy Spirit that you would move in our city as a result of the prayers that are offered in these next 21 days. In Jesus' name, Father, would Kansas City look forever different because we said, yes, I'm in on the prayer thing. If that's what Jesus commanded us to do, then yes, I'm in with that. So Jesus, we celebrate what you're gonna do. We celebrate the salvations. We celebrate the people turning back to God. We celebrate the changed workplaces, the changed schools that are gonna take place as a result of these prayers. Jesus, we ask that you take what we give today. And Jesus, that you'd use it to transform our city. You'd use it to transform our nation. And Jesus, that you would transform the globe through our generosity today. Take what we give. It's better in your hands. In Jesus' name.